What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. The Ole Miss Rebels of baseball are national champions. They're national champions. They come back to beat Oklahoma. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. Can you hear me? Hey, man, what a day. What a day. What a ball game. What a ball game. And admit it, admit it. All of you out there admit it. When that sixth inning happened, how many of you were going, oh, my God. How many of you were projecting to Monday and going, no, no. Losing on Monday would be the most Ole Miss moment, Ole Miss moment ever. Oh, my goodness. Team of Destiny would not allow it to happen. Ole Miss national champions. How good does it feel to say that, Ben? It's an incredible say thing. It again. Say it's, it again. it's truly. And that, the Ole Miss Rebels are national champions. And it's a surreal thing. It's in that stadium, just the unbelievable euphoric atmosphere once the final out was made and the dog pile started. I had just never – you've seen it before to a much lesser extent, right, at football games, Alabama, whatever it might be. This was different because this one meant a title, and brothers and sisters and moms and dads and uncles and aunts, everyone became family for like 30 minutes to an hour after the game. No one wanted to leave. No one wanted to leave because – Yeah. You know, you, yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, well, what I was going to say is, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, I've, I've always listened to the to the older guys. You know, those who are, 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 let's say, 65 years and older, talk about the greatness of Ole Miss football. And when they won the three national titles, I, I guess the last one was in 1962. And, you know, I'll be 51 next week. And I'm like... I've never experienced that. Not with not with anything other than women's golf, okay? I mean, and I've always wondered what that felt like. And I really resigned myself to the notion that I may never know what that feels like. So, man, what a great feeling. And, and, and Ben, in our lifetimes, easily – the most significant Ole Miss victory ever, ever. Oh, yeah. It's hardware in one of the big three sports, and I'm not knocking women's golf. We were just as excited for that. Well, not just as excited. We were excited. Yeah, we were excited, yeah. It's just different. 
It's different, and considering everything this team went through, to be seven games under five hundred on May 1st, to squeak into the uh, NCAA tournament as the 64th team in a 64-team field, to beat up the Coral Gables Regional, to go and sweep their way out of the Hattiesburg Super. They hadn't played Swayze in over a month. It feels like. Maybe a little bit less than that. But still. Hey, I, I got one better than that. They've only slept in their own beds, I think, four nights. In the last month. Think about that. And at the they end of all of it, at the end of all of it, dog piling on the mound. Tim Elko said it. Don't let the Rebs get hiding. When he said it on Twitter, we read it on Twitter and posted it. I guarantee you, because I was kind of one of them. A lot of people were like, oh, come, come on, man. Yeah, you know, you're going to go in there. Maybe you went a reason or whatever. We were still talking about Mike, 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 Mike. And now Mike Bianco has cemented his place as one of, if not the greatest coach in Ole Miss sports history. And he did it in a year in which everything was piling up against him. And he said, screw it. They got in, and John Cohen said, don't F it up. And he sure as hell didn't F it up. He more than didn't F it up. He won a title, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for all the Ole Miss community. I can say players and fans. I'm I'm happy for everybody. Because I'm telling you, in that stadium – Hearing that those crowd, that crowd, and those people celebrate this moment, you wonder what it would be like, right? You and I've talked about this a lot, not on the podcast, but you and I've talked about this. A lot. Just wondering what it would be like to experience that, and it doesn't matter if you were there or not. If you were sitting at home, like like a number of people were, my dad included, it's still as special, if not more so, because you probably surrounded yourself with family, and it met the moment of what you thought it would feel like. And it's probably the greatest Ole Miss day we'll ever experience, barring, of course, a football national championship, or if they just run it back next year. This is just an unbelievable day. And if you're out there celebrating, drinking, having fun, pour one out for me and David, because we're doing it too. We're just doing it, acting like any sort of podcast. I got got to tell you, man, I mean, mean, I'm sitting there watching it on the big screen, surrounded by my family. And then, you know, after the initial cheer, when the final out was recorded, there was just dead silence in the living room for about three minutes. And I didn't even realize this was happening. And then I had big tears rolling down my cheek. I'll admit I did. I mean, this is just such a, such an incredible moment. And, and, you know, we're not trying to oversell it. You're the national champions. Of course it's huge. I don't think it can be oversold. And, 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 you know, just, just an amazing game, not without its controversy. And we'll get into some of that here in a little bit. But, um, you know, the, the big story is what we're focused on, and that is the Ole Miss Rebels are your national champs. And, and you know, I, look, I want to take my hat off to a couple of guys. One is Jacob Gonzalez, who we all know has had an atrocious World Series up until today. And today, Jacob wakes up, drives in two runs, scores another run, so directly responsible in one way or the other for three of the four runs Ole Miss used to, to beat Oklahoma today. I'm happy for him to see him go out hot like that. That was big time. <clears throat> Hunter Elliott did exactly what Mike Bianco asked of him. I, I mean, you can't sell what Hunter did short. You know, uh, you know the same thing for Brendan Johnson coming in and closing the door at the end. Uh, 
but man, you know, and you're singling out guys today, but in all honesty, Ben, it's up and down the entire lineup and then some when you talk about the fact Ole Miss made a 10-1 and one run. Am I right? Three, five, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah, 10 and one run throughout the entire NCAA tournament. Nobody does that but maybe the national champion. And Ole Miss did it. Incredible. Incredible. And, and, and I, I'm for playing in navy tops and white pants. From here to eternity, <laughs> that's the uniform you won the national title with. Oh, it was really special because <clears throat> it was my 12th year anniversary. Told you all that yesterday. And yeah. Emily came into town, picked her up last night. And uh, we spent most of the time up in the press box. And we come down at about you know mid-ninth inning to go sit with a bunch of people from my hometown that had come in from all different places, from California, from Nashville, from just a bunch of different places. And finally, for the first time in, you know, we're, I'm about to celebrate my, what, 20-year anniversary, I mean, 20-year high school reunion. And uh, we were all in this little little space together. So I was like, I need to, I want to go be down there with them. Because that's what you do when you're like, this moment is coming, this moment I'm always going to remember is coming. And when the final out was made, the embrace of it and like get the rush of, oh, I remember going and, and standing by the fence in the Miami uh, regional or super regional in Oxford, like standing right by the fence that was down the third baseline before they expanded and everything. Like those, those sweat, those tears, all that stuff you put in to loving a, a, a team or, or following a program and to have the moment come and for it to meet your hopes and expectations. I'm not going to lie to you. David said he had a tear rolling down. I cried like a friggin' baby. I don't care. I cried like a baby. Because this is what well, you, this is what we, it was all for, man. This is what everybody wanted. Think about well, all the all stuff. Before. Yeah. We've all cried before for the wrong reasons or for the wrong end of the stick. It was about time it rolled up to our side of the fence. And man, and look, congratulations to Mike Bianca. Hell yes. I mean, and you you brought that up earlier in the podcast, but listen, man, you know, Bianco's extension, lifetime, as long as he wants it, period. I mean, that's oh, the bottom line. It's over. Uh, it's, it's not, it, it was over before this. Here. Yeah. 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 And, and while the name Swayze Field may not ever be changed, OU Stadium could very well have his name on it one day, and there's going to be a freaking statue there of Mike Bianco one day. That's going to happen. I'm not convinced so, that Mike Bianco's name doesn't go right beside Swayze. Yeah, it may be Bianco Swayze Field or Swayze Bianco, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, after 22 years, the man deserves it. He's brought us a lot of thrills. There's been a lot of agony associated with this program but nothing but pure ecstasy today. And, um, man, you know, I, I'm already uh, looking ahead to next year. And what are the pieces? And, no, you know, it's going to be fun no. to follow this program. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun to follow this program and see what they do in terms of off-season acquisitions through the portal. This is going to be a lot of fun. Because you know what? If I'm a ball player anywhere, shoot, I'm going to check out coming to Ole Miss now. They just won a national championship. What does this do for Mike Bianco's recruiting? 
It was already elite. It was already elite, but now you could potentially get guys that um, otherwise would be major draft. You're not going to get Jackson Joe back, who went number three to the Tigers. But for guys that might get drafted a little bit later, they would consider coming back with the good NIL money that's going to pour in because you just want a friggin' title, right? And you could see them take an already elite recruiting infrastructure and take it to another level. That's what you could really see. And 100%. I know that yeah. Carl Lafferty and Mike Clement are headed out, man, I think week after next and won't be back in Oxford until July 29th. So you talk about next year, they're going on recruiting month long recruiting excursions starting like July 5th and not going to be back to the 29th. So yeah, it doesn't stop. The work doesn't stop. But today, today, this is frozen. This moment is frozen in time and everybody wants to be a part of it and you are a part of it. If you've gone through the struggle before, I'll never forget when I was a little kid and Bryce Drew hit the shot, I sobbed. I was devastated. It's my favorite Ole Miss team ever. I was a little kid, whatever. I'm a grown-ass man with two kids and a beautiful wife, and I cried like a baby this time around, and I see Keith Carter, who was on that court with Bryce Drew, remembering little Ben crying because Keith's team got screwed by Bryce Drew to hit a shot. And he's out there taking a picture with a national championship trophy with Mike Bianco, who's been through everything, just with the uh, unbelievable look of, of just satisfaction and gratitude on his face, the embraces, hugging Mike Clement on the field, man. I mean, I was like, dude, it, it's, it's a special, special day. Hey, guys, just want to tell you this podcast, this crossover podcast is brought to you in part by S&J Custom Framing, where... Art is a gift of love. S&J Custom Framing is located at 1001 Van Buren Avenue in Oxford. Go see John Adams. John is the owner of S&J Custom. And let me tell you, it's the perfect place to go shopping for the Ole Miss fan uh, or even for yourself because you're Ole Miss fans as well. Ben, they've got great prints inside this store of Ole Miss football uh, legendary prints, Dexter McCluster, Chad Kelly, the Mannings, uh, you name it, and they have it at S&J Custom Framing, as well as they can frame any Ole Miss memorabilia or non-Ole Miss memorabilia that you'd like. Great selections of mats and frames in there. John's always willing to work with you on the pricing of things as well. And Before we go, let me tell you about their pottery. Peachtree Pottery, Beloved Pottery, Crossroad Pottery. Uh, just some incredible gifts in there. Next time you're in town for the weekend and you're looking for a place uh, to buy some old Miss merchandise and art, even pottery, go visit John Adams at S&J Custom Framing, 1001 Van Buren in Oxford. This podcast is also brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement, or if you're ever actually going to be able to retire. Well, if so, give my friend Thomas Chandler a call. He specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And he can offer you pretty much anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits, college savings plans. Give him a call, 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler. If you haven't already subscribed, review this podcast in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. I do not care what you say. Ben, you're too loud. Ben, you're too obnoxious. Ben, you keep interrupting. 
whatever it might be, leave a five-star review. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions on Spotify or SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it. We're there. Stitcher. I write for the Old Spirit, OldMSpirit.com and affiliate of On3.com. David writes for Inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247 Sports. Let's hear from a couple of more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Ah, it's springtime in Oxford again. Who doesn't love springtime in Oxford? Flowers blooming, the squares popping. Ole Miss baseball, a little Ole Miss spring football. It's honestly one of the best times of the year, so why not enjoy it? See all the beauty that Oxford has to offer in a brand new car, truck, or Jeep. Well, if you're in the market, the only place to go, Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates them from every other dealership in Oxford, Mississippi, as Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now, this is the only place to go. And when you go, ask for Brian or Mason. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. And take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides by contacting them at 662 234 That's 662-234-8000. 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford, Mississippi. Alan Alan Samuels, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited-edition, ultra-low-net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You will not find in any comments he's made to the media throughout this postseason run, when everybody's been kissing his butt, one negative thing about the Ole Miss fan base. And he could have said, yeah, these guys were riding me and wanted me fired a month ago. Mike Bianco, too much class to do that. 
That's why he's a great coach and a great man. That's absolutely a tremendous point to make. I fully acknowledge – I mean, David's always been much more pragmatic and measured than me in terms of coverage and podcasts, everything we do for Ole Miss coverage. I've always been – I've always skewed a little bit more over-the-top, <laughs> reactionary, emotional. Can't help it. I ride the roller coaster a little bit heavier than most people do. And Mike, in previous years, when he faced adversity, he would lash out in media settings or he, 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 would, he had a little bit of an edge to him, an attitude to him. And it's as if he took what he knew was coming, and that was them parting ways at the end of the year. Once Vanderbilt happened, they weren't getting in the tournament. They were, it, was, it was gone. It was happening. And rather than be petty, and rather than be a, you know, a, a dick to people that uh, wronged him or whatever, or he, he thought people that had, uh, had crossed him in some way, what did he do? What did he do? He did his best coaching job ever. And yeah, you can nitpick things. Like Bunton last night before the back-to-back-to-back jacks. There were some things today, leaving in Hunter Elliott one batter too long potentially. All that doesn't matter anymore. And the way he handled himself on the run itself speaks to the class of the man. And Even if you talked as much mad shit as I have, it was never personal. And yet, he could have very well, as a human being, let it get personal. He didn't. He just put his head down. He went to work. And now he's been rewarded with the greatest prize that you can get in college baseball. That's unreal. Yeah, and that's the, uh, you know, that's just part of the fabric of this story, that um, you know, it really can't be forgotten. I know a lot of people would just like to go, well, that never happened. But that's what really makes this taste as sweet as it is, is the fact that it did happen. That, you know, he was on the verge of being told, Mike, your services are no longer needed here. And Ben, that was less than four weeks ago. My, how things change quickly in sports. Well, let's touch on a couple of quick things. First of all, I said it on Twitter when it happened, but the overturn on the um, suicide squeeze that was going to score a run, the go-ahead run, he was absolutely inside the base track, I mean inside the uh, base pad. Yes. But here's the thing. 100%. I am shocked that they overturned it, not because it wasn't the correct call, but because typically, unless it's totally egregious, they protect the umps and uphold the call on the field. They'll just say confirmed, even though they're just basically saying there's not enough evidence to overturn it. The fact that they did that, and you felt the worm turn in the stadium, I'm sure you felt it on TV too. That was the turning point of the entire game. That just kind of changed everything. But, of course, Oklahoma gets out in front. Um, Oklahoma's pitcher stuffing it 13 strikeouts, the most ever in a College World Series game. It almost won anyway. Yeah, and my, my That's question, and I, and I still have, about that play, and uh, we, we haven't started to receive the, the feedback and everything from Bianco and the players' post-game press conference, was I, I'm curious if Hayden Dunhurst hit him on purpose because he saw him outside the baseline. And if he did, that was one of the most brilliant plays I've ever seen a baseball player make. Good because Lord. the run was coming. That's why you're yeah, better. That's why you're better at this than me. I, I bear hugged Hayden Dunhurst on the mound after the game, and I, I didn't think to ask him, "Hey, did you do that on purpose?" That's a great question. Like now, I'm thinking maybe no, he did. And surely someone in the postgame presser will ask him that, uh, or ask Mike Bianco that. But, but I mean, I mean, it looked. I mean, I mean, Peyton threw the ball directly at his back. I mean, it looked like it. What he said, okay, 
here it is. I know what to do. Boom, hits the guy as he's running out of the baseline. Therefore, the run has to go back to third, and the base runner is out. I think that's what happened. I know that it's not football, but we've done it before in baseball season. I think we did it during the Super or the Regional. I can't remember. Handed out helmet stickers. I want to give out helmet stickers just for this championship round. Your first helmet sticker goes to who? It goes to Mike Bianco. I I, I mean, you know, obviously Mike gets a helmet sticker just because this was his team. He was going to get buried with his team or he was going to live with his team. He lived with his team and and took him to a national championship. Mike Bianco gets – gets a double helmet sticker for me my first one goes to tim elko because when the books are written in hell you and i might have to work on one together or just do our own have them out by christmas the title yeah, of my book absolutely. would be omaha colon the revs got hot the revs got hot tim elko was the heart and soul of this program for three straight years he went through devastation last year with his knee injury still put up heroic numbers came back and that kurt gibson like legendary performance on one knee and this year with a team that was so disappointing during the regular season they never got too high or too low he stayed the same he kept this the ship kind of turned course where it's supposed to go and even with the when the water started to knock the boat all around my man just went in there and hit dingers 24 bombs including yesterday, I think he was the MVP of the College World Series, and he should have been the, the hero of the College World Series, the MVP of the College World Series. And now that statue that Keith Carter has been talking about building, potentially Tim Elko, there is no excuse anymore. Just go ahead and raise the funds. You could probably have it all raised by the end of the night. Yeah, probably so. All right, another helmet sticker. The guy that is responsible for them being here. If not for this guy, they never would have made it. He didn't pitch a single pitch in the in the College World Series finals, but Dylan DeLucia. I mean, his performance versus Arkansas to get the Rebels here is absolutely incredible. We knew that they had burned him. Perhaps we would have seen him on Monday if necessary. It wasn't, but Dylan DeLucia gets gets a big helmet sticker. He does. He might have been the MVP. I was uh, celebrating a little too he hard. Was, he was the MVP. Okay, thank you. Cause, uh, was, yeah, because I, uh, I was celebrating a little too hard. He deserves it. And to think of where he was, he didn't get put in the rotation until April. Until April. And now we're going to talk about him with Drew Pomeranz, Doug Nikhazy, yeah, Christian Trent, Will Klein, Mark Holloman, Dylan DeLucia. And to think, if you would have told me or you that, somebody comes up to you and says, Dylan DeLuce is going to be the MVP of the College World Series, going to throw the most consequential and impressive, put forth the most consequential and impressive pitching performance in Ole Miss history to get them to here. In April, I would have said, you're, you're out of your mind. Mike Bianco takes this team with Dylan DeLucia yeah. as his ace to win a national championship. You're out of your mind. So he absolutely deserves a helmet sticker. I was actually going to give my second one of the three we give out to Dylan DeLucia, but I'm going to pivot and give mine to Jacob Gonzalez because Jacob Gonzalez was having a terrible run in the College World Series, pulling everything, uh, No, not a lot of hard contact. Actually, his best at bat was in the 3-2 loss to Arkansas earlier this week with the bases loaded that ended the game. He, he went the other way with authority. Baseball happens. They catch the ball. Today, he was the difference maker. The home run, uh, the, the plays in the field, 
the clutch hits, the first pitch swing to get the, the tie and run home. Jacob Gonzalez, when they needed the All-American shortstop, the potential top 10 draft pick next year, who had been quiet all postseason, not all postseason, but all College World Series, came through when it mattered most. That's what studs do. Yeah, two RBIs, two runs scored today for Gonzalez. That was the that was a big difference. All right, sticking with surprising guys that get helmet stickers, I, I'm going to hedge my bets here. I'm giving one to Hayden Dunhurst because that play in the sixth inning changed everything in Omaha. And I think Dunhurst did it on purpose. I don't know that for a fact, but I think he had enough head about him to hit that Oklahoma batter right as he was crossing into uh, the infield area that sent the run back to third and kept the game tied. I think he did. That's a helmet sticker. I cannot believe I didn't think to ask him that. I want to kick myself. Because I wanted to find a Hayden, because well, the first time I met Hayden Dunhurst, um, it was his first practice as an Ole Miss Rebel. He was green as all get out, green as Kermit the Frog, as far as what to expect in college baseball. And he ran up to me, because I talked to him during recruiting, shook my hand, said, hey, Ben, nice to meet you. We sat there and talked, went throughout the whole row, shook everybody's hand, and then three years later, meeting him on a pitcher's mound as he wins a title. It's all storybook stuff, man. That's what this is. I get my last helmet sticker to Justin Bench. Justin Bench was the catalyst for Ole Miss baseball offensively all year. And this is a player that I wasn't high on as far as his upside as a hitter. And all he did for an offense that regressed in so many different areas, T.J. McCants had a tough year in a lot of ways. Uh, Peyton Chatney struggled through much of the regular season. Tim Elko started slow. Justin Bench was steady as they come. He didn't match the power production of last year, but he still was the catalyst at the top of the order because he got on base and he played every position he could possibly play when they needed it. He'd come in from center field to third base in the middle of a game in the College World Series, and you would think that he'd just, you know, been playing there the whole game. Nobody deserves this more than Mike Bianco, Justin Bench, Tim Elko, and Kevin Graham. Those three guys coming back, going through what they went through, and coming out on top with a dub, with a title. My hat's off to him because Justin Bench is a player that stabilized the top of the lineup, that was versatile, that was even kill like Elko, the perfect leaders for the perfect title team, one that none of us expected to be the title team. This one, not 2009, five outs from Omaha with, in, against Virginia with Evan Button. Not that one. We're not talking about the one when they got whipped in Fayetteville or whipped in Tucson. No, this was the one. Why? Because there were special characters, special personalities, special um, leaders that once they got their opportunity, by God, they weren't going to let it slip through their fingers. Good on them, man. Justin Bishk is my last one. Good enough. Good enough. Well, again, man, congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels. And you're still in Omaha. Yeah. So you've got to take your wife out to dinner tonight. Yeah. And uh, all that good stuff. Y'all got the kids? No. Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah, especially to celebrate the national title. Go do it Right? Here's my question for you. How do you cover a national championship? Because this is new territory for us, buddy. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you, I started my column off with that, with, you know, I didn't know if I'd have a brain freeze. I didn't know if I'd know what to say. Um, and I've covered I've covered two national title teams before. I covered a national football champion at Delta State and, and back in 2000 and 2004, Delta State national baseball champion. But never, never at this level. 
And, um, man, I, I didn't know, Ben. I didn't know. I didn't know how to act. And I wrote that was in the first couple lines of my column. Hey, forgive me, but I don't know how this column's going to come out. And it just flowed. So I don't know how you act, Ben. I really don't. I'll say really this. Don't. I'll tell you how you act. You act natural, as in whatever comes natural, whatever is your, um, you like, whatever is is the the emotion that pours out of you organically. That's what. Uh, that's how you act, and that's how I'm acting. I, I had to apologize to Mike Clement on the field, to SIDs at Ole Miss, all these people. I'm like, look, I'm acting like an idiot. And, they, and one of the SIDs, that was wonderful. It was Mitch. Mitch Praxel says, he goes, Ben, no one cares if you're acting like an idiot. You act as stupid as you want to. So I had some fun. If that's how you want to act, you want to be an idiot like me, do it. Whatever is the natural, um, organic reaction to Ole Miss winning the championship, join in the community celebration, the communal celebration, and I'll see every one of y'all, including David. At the friggin' parade. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.